We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Maybe I didn't have any money because of how I was thinking. Maybe I gave up on a lot of things that I started and never completed because of how I was thinking. Welcome to the Coachable Podcast. Around here, we believe that life is the ultimate training ground for finding out what you are truly made of. I'm your host, Tori Gordon, high performance coach and breathwork facilitator. And each week I share intimate conversations and inspirational stories from some of the world's most successful people. It's time to stop standing on the sidelines of your life and get your head and your heart back in the game. So take a seat, grab a pen, because you're going to want to take notes as I pull back the curtain on the tools, resources, and inspiration that you need to unlock your inner champion. What's up, you guys? Welcome back to the Coachable Podcast. I'm your host, Tori Gordon, and I'm so grateful that you're here with us today. This is your place to transform from the inside out, where we educate, empower, and equip you to do just that by shifting your perspective, your mindset, learning how to change your state of being and show up with better habits, unlearn some patterns and conditioning so you can truly reach your full potential. And today I'm so excited because we are joined by Garen Jones, who's an author, speaker, facilitator, and is dedicated to helping people like me and you awaken your inner artist and tap into the abundance frequency. His best-selling book, Change Your Mindset, Change Your Life, teaches us how to lead an extraordinary life without regret. And his powerful personal journey spans from a near-death experience at four years old, juvenile detention in his teens, a prison sentence, a music career in Los Angeles that's included record deals with Ludacris and Def Jam, homelessness, and then becoming one of the most sought after personal transformation speakers in the world. He has been featured in media worldwide, including Forbes and Impact Theory, and his story was told in a National Geographic documentary, Locked Up Abroad, which shared the journey of his prison sentence in France. Garen's Awaken the Artist Within Retreat is attended by billionaire CEOs and industry leaders, and we are so thrilled to have him on the show today. So without further ado, let's jump into this episode. What is up, Coachable family? Welcome back to the show. Today, we are joined by two of my, one of my new favorite people, one of my all-time favorite people, Jessica Haley is here as my co-host today, and we've got Garen Jones in the house all the way from LA. Welcome to the show. 
I'm so happy to be here all the way from Austin, Texas, who's visiting LA. True. How is it out in LA? It is so magical, like it's never been before. So I'm really loving where I am, where this Airbnb is, and um, who I'm called to be at this moment in my life. Well, can you give people a taste of that? A little bit of who is who is Garen Jones? Who have you been? And who are you in this moment? And how are those different? Garen Jones is somebody who 11 years ago lived in his car, $200,000 in debt, really didn't have no chief aim in life and contemplated suicide. Girlfriend had just broken up with him. Daughter pretty much disowned him. And all of this was happening at the same time. And it was actually when I was living in LA. And um, there was a moment at 3.43 in the morning, 11, 11 years ago, and I just cried out. And I was just like, okay, I'm tired of fighting. Because I was living in my car for two and a half years in the lowest point of my life. I want to be healthy. I want to be happy. I want to be surrounded by nothing but positive people. I just want to inspire people and I want to make a bunch of money but I want the money to represent something that I passionately believe in. Just show me a sign. That's who I was. And who I was calling myself into be was everything that I was saying. And a week, and about a week later, I met a homeless guy um, at a gas station who asked me for money. And I said, you have more money than me. And there was something about him having money and me having no money, even though I had a car and he didn't, but I felt like he had more than me, even with his wad of money in my car. And he said, change your mindset, change your life. And this is going to go into the phase of who I became. Um, and it was those words that stopped me in my tracks and made me think about my entire life. Maybe it was a lie because of how I was thinking. Maybe I didn't have any money because of how I was thinking. Maybe I gave up on a lot of things that I started and never completed because of how I was thinking. So I started to say, I said to myself, well, what if I train, what if I do the opposite of everything I would normally do? I wouldn't normally do in areas of my life where I wasn't happy. So I just started doing the opposite. Health was a part of my opposite. New community was a part of my opposite. Reading books was a part of my opposite. Studying on, on how to be a successful entrepreneur was a part of my opposite. So over the last 11 years was a direct flip from living in my car and being $200,000 in debt to being around and coaching some of the top tiered CEOs in the world um, and having two several multi seven figure income um just businesses, and then also teaching and training coaches, facilitators, and leaders to create leaders all over the world with the number one best-selling book and have completely transformed my life with all of the things that I learned during the process. That's who I was up until three days ago. So we went from who I was then, then the last 11 years of transformation. But there was a part of me that always knew even for when I was a little kid, that I was supposed to be some kind of president of the United States. But I never, I knew that it wasn't the president of the United States. It was someone with that level of influence, but in a different way. And I was in a deep meditation 
And what, arri what arrived to me was, Garen, you've always been afraid of your bigness because those kind of people, they get assassinated when, they've, when they have that much influence and they cultivate that much consciousness and humanity. And without saying too much, I accepted my full, big, my full bigness and I told my wife, I was laying in bed, I said, baby, I fully accept all of me and what I'm here to do and who I'm here to show up for and the level of capacity that I've been denying because I'm afraid of whatever story I've seen on TV all these years. 10 minutes after I accepted that, I received a random phone call, I mean, text message from, I don't even know how this person got my number. And it was from one of the largest singing celebrities, male celebrities in the world. Garen, I got your message from such and such. I just want to say that you are on my heart and I really admire your sacred teachings. If you're ever in Los Angeles, I'd love to sit down with you and have a one-on-one. -on -one. Five minutes later, I got another message from one of the most powerful people in Los Angeles, Garen. I'm hosting a mastermind and we don't have anybody like you that's a part of, and it was a really big, the names that he named, we don't have anyone like you in that. I would love to have you a part of it. And two minutes later, another message from somebody, another message. So within 10 minutes, I got messages from people who matched the frequency of the level that I have accepted inside of myself. And now I'm here. And yesterday was one of the most profound days with a very powerful individual that was seeking counsel. And I am so grateful that I allowed myself to, to really embody the frequency that's always been in me. And so now we're here today and I get to be on here with these powerful individuals here. Okay. So I want to know, I want to know what your intention was going into that meditation and what you feel like um, allowed for you to release the resistance and the attachment in, in a way that had those things pour in when they did? Well, I, uh, anytime I go into a meditation, it's a, I'm always trying to figure out what's in the way of the reason why I'm not at a, in a certain place. So my intention was to have a conversation with my ancestors so that they can use me as a channel to communicate a message for humanity for who I'm supposed to be and what I'm here to do. Connected to that intention was to discover what was in the way of why I'm coming up against that. Cause I knew it was something deeper than, oh, I don't want something to happen to me when I'm elevate, when I'm doing my part in supporting humanity and elevating consciousness. What was revealed to me was Garen, you've actually never been alone. 400,000 people died just so you can be here. And you were actually chosen to be the face to carry on our lineage. So the, a lot of the ideas and a lot of the secrets and a lot of the little voices you think are yours are coming from your great, great, great and great, great, great. And as long as you stay an open channel, it just allows us to keep on being in partnership with you. It allows God to keep being in partnership with you. It allows the, the activation of co-creation so that you can be an open channel for divine and infinite and ancient wisdom. So it's not just you. And I was just trying to make it me 
So you can only get so far when you're trying to operate from your human. So that was revealed for me. And I'm a, I'm a student all day long when I'm aware of something. And so when I was aware, I said, you got it. You can only get so far. And I said, I'm here. I'm a student. And share with me. I'm here and I'm an open vessel for whatever wants to come through. My intention is to up-level and, and elevate humanity so they can operate from their fullest expression and use it to produce extraordinary results in their lives. Since I accepted that, there was a random check, random, very next day from an investment that I made nine years ago that I completely forgot about. They're like, hey, we're just calling and this is from the people that you haven't, you haven't collected your, your money and they, they'll call you after so long a period. I'm thinking it's a couple of thousand dollars. How much is it? And it was... I would say close to $250,000 that I didn't, that was just collecting and collecting and collecting. I'm like, okay, I see what's happening. I rose into whatever my next frequency was. And so the universe becomes plastic so that it can elevate itself to who I'm being because ships rise to, to, to the tempo of the tide. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's such a prayer is really what it is, is it, what you're saying is a lot of kind of my intention when I go into deep meditation like that would just show me like when I wake up in the morning it's just like show me show me like help me like give me the eyes to see what's in the way or what's blocking me or just like what the people that I need to see the people that I need to like come in contact with may I not miss out on that moment but I think it's also having the courage to ask for that also requires you to be in the fullness of everything that can be revealed there it can be yeah it can be such a stark contrast to the comfortable curated life that you have been living in but then saying hey show me what's preventing me from the next level could say could be the thing that requires a storm to come and blow that all away yeah i 100 percent agree and i was ready and not a lot of people are ready. They say they want this level of success or they say they want to this this kind of influence, but most people aren't prepared for the responsibility that comes with that. And I was like, I'm willing to go anywhere and everywhere, open arms, I, I, I'm here, Sh show me. And whatever was gonna come through I want to be a student to it and learn from it and grow it and alchemize that energy and then use to transmute that energy into good in the world. So show it. Humanists, our egos are so scared. We're like scared little children. We're like, oh, I'm going to lose it all, right? And there's this underlying anxiety that I think many of us live with. I know I have that it's like, what if I'm not okay? What if I do take this step? What if I do let this thing go, this version of me that I think I need to be in order to attain a certain level of success or in order to make a certain impact or have my business make a certain amount of money? Mm. And then saying the next level is saying, I'm going to have to revolutionize the way I do things or I'm going to have to innovate and I'm going to have to let go of the familiar and the comfortable and what I know I'm good at and what I know has worked for me. But I'm at that ceiling and I think that's when the fear creeps in. It's like, what if, what if it doesn't work out? What if I'm not okay? How do you combat that 
it, do you still feel that fear creep up yeah, in you totally. or have mm -hmm. you alchemized that completely mm -hmm. like or, or if you do what do you like how do you manage those anxieties or that fear that comes up i think our body like even a, a woman's body a man's body but a woman's body is a magician like it can give birth and a man can produce a seed that creates the starts the process of the ultimate creation one of the ultimate creations which is birth so i don't think that humans realize how powerful this vessel is and it has the ability to adapt under many under many situations but what i do is i intentionally put myself in extreme situations to prepare my mind for things like that that's why i i bought a cold plunge every I, every morning i wake up at 4 30 a.m i'll go run for five to ten miles but now i don't go run to go exercise i run for the discipline but most people they're running they're cardiovascular they're running to get their abs they're running so they're just, just moving but what i do is i run to train my life force which is breath inside of me and i breathe so every three steps i'll go and i'll breathe through my nose it's difficult for somebody to start running and then without breathing through their mouth but i've trained myself my life force to really control it under many different extremes so so imagine running five to ten miles 4 30 in the morning and you never have to open your mouth and you're literally and then you're done with that and then you go to a cold plunge that's 34 degrees 30 34.6 degrees and then you jump in and natural for people to go <gasps> That means you're letting the outside to control the inside. That means you give a lot of power to yourself when the outside can control your breath. So what I've trained myself to do is to go into the water. And as soon as I go in, I try to match the same breath that I have when I'm running. So I'm like, and then all of a sudden I settle in to my source of power, which is my life force, my breath. And then when I get in arguments with my wife and it gets heated, I've already trained myself for the Super Bowl so I don't have to practice in the Super Bowl, which is where most people spin out. I've already trained those things. So I purposely do that so that when time comes, like situations like this that happen and I'm faced with guilt or shame or whatever, I drop in and it takes me right back into my power center so that is one of the ways that i deal with that and i know that that's not something that everybody is prepared to do but a lot of people can do yoga a lot of people can do meditation and i'd say meditation is probably one of the simplest ways most people will do it and not understand what's happening but if you can give yourself five minutes a day, you give everybody else and everything, your job, your money, everything, all of your power, effort, attention, energy, and time. What if you could give yourself 
five intentional minutes to just be with yourself and try not to think about anything other than being present inside of your own body. That is something, a practice that people can take on that will make the biggest difference 66 days from now or even a week from now in being able to navigate through the emotions of life. Yeah, I agree. I think it's, for me, breath has been my portal. It's my portal to the divine, my divinity, my sovereignty, and to my center. Because the chaos, you said this earlier, it's like there was such, for such a long time in my life, my circumstances dictated my internal experience. And it was always like, when things are good and I'm controlling everything and things are going as I've planned, then I'm quote unquote happy. And, but that's not life. Life is uncertain. Like water is wet. And then I lived through my dark line of the soul and many uh, uh, trials and tribulations and realized the only thing that is certain is that life is uncertain. And I've got to learn how to be with that. And I've got to learn how to find peace in solitude and grounded centeredness where I have clarity and can think and can make decisions from that place despite what's happening around me. Because as we all know, life, I mean, the world is a crazy place. (laughs) It's a crazy place. And so if that, if my circumstances are my barometer, my meat and my thermostat for like, how am I going to make decisions today? Or am I going to choose to step in, choose to step up or do what I've always done? We're not going to feel like it. And you talked about discipline. What role does discipline play in your practice and in your uh, in your work and in your business and in your personal, you know, um, life and evolution? A human without discipline will never know a sense of freedom. You cannot have freedom without discipline. If you lack discipline with sex, with money spending, with food, any of those things. That is, that's a prison you put inside of yourself. And I know what prison feels like because I was in prison for two and a half years. But in losing my freedom, I discovered my freedom because in there, I started to build new habits, which like literally calloused discipline over my life. And so now when I do things, and I just want to give everybody a frame, a framework. A lot of times people have like, it's like hit it and quit it. There's like get in, get out. And that's why their money goes in and out. It's pop and drop. It's like, whether it's crypto, whether it's entrepreneurship, whatever, it's like, oh, fall. And then they're controlled by the rise and fall of the frequency around money because they lack self-discipline in themselves. And so when you don't have that and something outside of you can control your behavior, that's a prison inside of a prison. So when you really are the kind of person where discipline is a very high priority um, in your life, you will experience a sense of freedom that no level of money can give you, that no level of of um, uh, just like job opportunity or celebrity that you can meet, you'll experience a sense of freedom that only you can give to yourself. And when you give to yourself in that way, it, it think of a cup 
you keep pouring into the cup and it eventually reaches its tipping point. And if you keep pouring, it will overflow. Most people who lack discipline in several areas in their life are always giving from half a cup. But what you want to do is become a disciplined kind of person, a person that's known for that, for yourself, in yourself. When the truth, sho when the truth shows up and you look in the mirror and nobody's around and you want people to benefit from the overflow, that you first give to yourself. And that's why you can have continuous streams of creativity, continuous streams of energy without overcompensating or looking for other people to validate certain things or changing and shifting yourself to fit inside of other groups. When you are a disciplined kind of person, things show up for you in a way where force or ex overexerted power needs to come from you in order to obtain it in your life. You become the most powerful magnet in the world when you become a disciplined person. Um, yeah, so that's what, that's what discipline is for me. It is breath for freedom. You dropped so many gold nuggets just now. Um, I'm really curious what those habits are for you that are just non-negotiable on a regular basis and how you started to form those habits, because I'm sure it, it took some looking in the mirror and taking responsibility and releasing hold and, and, and that's a constant practice. I'm sure that there's new habits that you're constantly adding in, but for anybody that's listening, what are some of those habits that you started with and that have evolved over time? The first habit that I was conscious of that started making the biggest difference. This is 11 years ago when I started my transformation journey. And I remember uh, it was John C. Maxwell. Uh, no, no, it was Jim Rohn. He said, successful people are willing to do the things that unsuccessful people won't do. And at the time I was unsuccessful, not in money, but in almost every other area of my life other than breathing. So I started studying successful people and I patterned my, I started patterning my life off of success, what I thought success was at that time. And there's this one guy who I was like really, really following in the, in the entertainment industry. He had the cars, he had the houses, he had the millions, he had the girls and he put a bullet into his brain. And I said, maybe I need to rethink what success is. So a habit I needed to break was follow everybody else's, a lot of other people's patterns of what success is, because I didn't see any whole people, people who are living a holistic life. They had the money to show for, but they didn't have a relationship with their mom or their dad or their family life was crap. You know, they had the business, but they had the crap or they had the the good family, but they didn't have the business. And I was like, no one modeled a certain way, a way of life that was actually attractive to me. So I was like, well, let me start following people that have certain things and not looking for the whole life, but look, looking at certain pieces and let me start modeling those pieces. So this guy is really good at speaking. So I became a student, a humble student, no matter how much success success I, I got or even now, 
when I lock into somebody's teachings, I develop the habit of being a humble student. That's number one, regardless. Humble student, I don't know, even if I learned the lesson, I've done it before. I scratch everything that I've learned and I approach learning as if I was a baby who knew nothing and therefore you can absorb everything. So being a baby when learning something new, habit number one. Habit number two is waking up early. I used to wake up 11 o'clock, noon, and it's just like whenever, and then I would just hear about these, these monks and these old wise men and old wise women and just people that would, that would wake up like 4 a.m. I was like, that doesn't make sense to me. Then I started reading this book called The 5 a.m. Club. And um, it was talking about how when you're up before everyone else, you actually benefit from energy that everyone else doesn't get to benefit from because they're sleeping. And if you've ever noticed when you're in a crowded room and you're trying to think of something and come up with creative thoughts in a crowded room of busyness and complaining and, and just constant gossip or whatever, you can't get your thought through. You're just trying to navigate. Oh my God, I need to go somewhere else. So when I was reading this book, it taught me this formula called the 2020 formula. As soon as you wake up at 5 a.m., um, you immediately go to work out. And then that immediately boosts your, your, your testosterone, it, it, your, your happy hormones. It boosts your happy hormones and the, the molecules in your body that just it causes you to feel good. You take the first 20 minutes, you know, because your cortisol levels is what keeps you uh, like it. It's, it's highest when you're the most tired. So that pressure that you feel when you just like, oh, I don't want to wake up. Just ugh. pushing past that builds focus power, builds concentration. And I didn't even know this, any of these things. And still, I started studying personal optimization, um, concentration, focus, grit. And so by pushing past that and immediately going to 20 push-ups, not for the workout, but just to train my brain of whatever was going on from the cortisol levels. After that, 20 minutes of like really filling into my mind, by my soul. So it's like affirmations, like five minutes of meditation, and any kind of thing where I'm speaking greatness upon myself. I am a powerful force of love and freedom, inspiring greatness within myself and others. And I'll say that to myself in the mirror, because if you don't tell yourself who you are, you'll listen to what everybody else tells you who you are, and that will become your life. So that 20 minutes of that, and then 20 minutes of growing my mind. So whatever project I'm working on, can I learn one new thing that contributes towards the project? And this is what moves you ahead every single day. 30 days of that, you will be a completely different person and you will think different. Your dreams will be different. Your sex will be different because the way in which you have autonomy, autonomy over yourself as a sovereign human being that's not being controlled by everything, now you're not being at the defensive of every day. You're actually controlling your day just by how you wake up. So the 2020 formula is habit number two. 
Habit number three is be water. What do I mean by be water? 75% water in the world. Ironically, there's 75% water in our bodies. 80% water in our brains. Trillions of cells in our body. They're all surrounded by water. And internally, they're all water. So it's safe to say that we're more water than anything. So being stagnant is actually not a part of our nature. So uh, me being water is when something comes and arises, it's not for me to be stuck. It's for me to shape and shift and create and wonder and discover. And I manually accept the water inside of me and I just start shifting. And what does the water do down the river? It shifts around the rock only to continue on its mission. Those three I'm going to leave you with because if you if you take on anybody out there, you take on those three right there, 30 days from now, you won't even have to say it. People will come up to you. They're like, yo, there's there's something different about you. Oh my God, I, I just feel different in your presence. It's because you have more of yourself than the world has of you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So good. Something that you said you were talking about, yeah, just like discipline and then starting these habits and doing something for 30 days. It gave me the, the thought of, one, my, my th- train of thought was so many people struggle with the discipline of doing something for that long. So many people will hear this and be like, yes, I want to do that. And the likelihood of follow through is small. Doesn't mean they won't. Okay, do it for five days then. Well, and but that process, I think, is an initiatory process that people have to go through. It's a maturation. It's a maturity of I'm going to grow from being a child into being an adult, uh, being someone who just absorbs information to someone who applies information, right? Someone who is becoming, I'm becoming my own leader. I am leading myself now. And that I think is a prerequisite for stepping into and operating in your power at the level in which you do, because so many of us want to be told what to do, but then we don't have, uh, we have yet to embody the practices and it's in the embodiment, it's in the doing that meets the beingness, the knowing of who we are and the knowing that this is possible and the, that that marriage then allows you to elevate. Is that kind of how you experience it? I know that that's kind of been my my process a little bit of watching myself kind of evolve over the years. It's always required me to do something different, not just think something different as well. I can tell by what you're sharing that you you've been a you've been a leader. You've led in something. I I can I can hear I can hear you and you weren't kind of just somebody just waiting 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 waiting. I can tell you've been you've been a leader and a lot of people there's a lot of people that haven't led in things so they don't even have exposure of leading. So what I share that's my practice, that's your practice, that's that's Jessica's practice. You can tell when there's a powerful person in a room. If I can guarantee you, if neither one of us walked into a room, said nothing, people are going to be like, who are they and what do they do? I don't even have to know you to know that you have that essence. That's probably why we're on this call. Um, there's a lot of people that aren't like that. 
And there's a lot of people that have never even owned that level of power within themselves. So what I share with people is that's difficult for you. Let's get you involved with a community. Let's get you involved with accountability because you become the people that you hang around all the time. This is why I create my retreats. And this is why they sell out. I'll be like, boom, two weeks, sold out. I'll double the price, two weeks, sold out. Now I have um, a leadership, uh, a lot of powerful leaders. These are leaders who are already leading the person who I'm working with. Heard about what I'm, this program that I'm doing and the retreat that I'm doing. It was like, that's what I, I want to be in that container. It's only going to be 15 people, very high level, six, high six and um, seven figure earners, but teaching them the skill set of the embodiment and the timing and deep intuition and, and, and coaching and facilitation, like all of these different things, what, what, a top-notch leader should have if they want something for a long period of time. So I've created an, an ascension ladder for levels of leadership. There's people for like you and me that I'm bringing people into, and it's going to be a crazy container. And then there's people that are at my regular retreats. And those are the type of communities where you're like, oh my God, I'm not alone. This person has my story. So we start to stair-step that confidence. And then they start to develop the, the tools, the ABC tools to be able to lead on their own because they've seen it and seen it because they didn't see it through mom or dad or at school or society. So now I create specific containers called Awaken the Artist Within, the artist being the little kid inside who is not afraid, who's embodied, who's fully expressive, and then surrounding that with a bunch of other people. And then there's levels to, to these type of things. So I'm right there with you, but that's I really believe in that. But I also really believe in cultivating communities to support those people because it's difficult to give somebody pre-calculus who doesn't know the ABCs. And it's up for the leader to be able to understand, okay, this language belongs with these people who are already adapt to this kind of philosophy. And these people barely know the ABC. So we're going to create a container for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes so much sense. Because I think Jess and I talk about this a lot. At different times in our lives, we've gotten reference points and context for what some of these things look like played out, right? And especially for those who are, who've grown up or have never had an example of this and they're hearing about it, they hear about it, but like then to be in community and to be doing life with people who are practicing, walking the talk, then it gives you context and, and reference points for what's possible and what that looks like practically. And then you start dabbling and then you start, you know, getting your feet wet. And then like, like you said, that, that ascension ladder kind of, kind of, reveals itself um it just i mean i don't want to I, I could own this whole interview so you pop in if you've got questions so i'm really 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 curious karen at these events because i man i've gone to so many different retreats and i and i can't wait to go to one of yours but i i can't tell you what it does for me is it peels back all the layers of the onion it 
It taps me into my highest level. It gets me out of my environment, which is the fastest way to transformation. And it puts me around people that are also so tapped into their light that we're such pure mirrors for one another in those times together. And so that community, it you end up walking away with people that will be in your lives forever and ever and ever because you've you've got you've gotten so deep with yourself but you've gotten so deep with another human being using them as mirrors playing with them enjoying them enjoying the present moment tapping into nature around you I mean like all the things that I I'm preaching to the choir right now but I'm curious what what's the experience that you take people through because I, what I love about you so much is how much you play. And, and that's been such a huge part of my life that has just got, I, to me, if, if you take one thing away from any conversation that I have, it's just go be more playful and then you will tap in more effortlessly and you will be in flow. So like, don't even do any, like the, there's a million things you can go do. Just go be more playful. And I swear everything will start unfolding for you because you're being water, right? You're, you're flowing. You're not forcing, you're not attaching. What's that process that you take people through to help them tap back into that? Well, <laughs> to go, <laughs> so there's, there's different forms of play. There are people who play to escape. And that's no different than people who drink to escape, who sex to escape, who work to escape. And the majority of the majority of the people in the world are in the escape tunnel, not in the embodied, authentic, truly coming from little Garen, little Jessica, little Tory tunnel. Why? Because you got molested when you were five. Um, your dad left your mom when you were six and you shut something down and your body stores count and it contains and it keeps a record of your energy that you you don't want to deal with, which is a lot of time, which is why people are doing the things they're doing to avoid certain that things that they haven't get uh, shame and guilt and pain and tears that they stuff down. So when we say just go play, there's like context and layers. So inside of my containers, which my number one priority, and by the way, I attract high level and high powered business women, like 95% of my audience, CEOs, founders, high level business women that are coming for several reasons. But I'll, I'll go, I'm gonna, that'll be the second part. So this play thing on the surface seems really light and it's fun and it's, an, and it's an escape for most people. Now, someone who genuinely plays can see that. It's just like, you know it, you make, I'm sure both of you guys make tons of money and you don't really know what to do with it. And some of you do, you make tons of money. You know, when somebody doesn't have money is talking in a room. You can hear it. So I know when somebody, like I'm, I am, I am the face of expression, self-expression, embodiment. So I know I'm very well versed and I can see it like Neo in the matrix 
when somebody is escaping through play because that's the world that I play in. So inside of my container, my number one priority value is safety because the nervous system will not release anything that doesn't feel safe. You don't feel safe with the staff that I have with, with me myself. So that's why I'm so, so vulnerable and I'll just put it all out there. And inside of that container, there will be lots of play. There will be lots of dance that in order for you to get to the genuine play, and I'm not talking about the adult because adults are deteriorated children. I'm talking about the little kid inside of you, deep inside of you, that always wanted to be this. And either you honored that or you didn't. And if you did not honor whatever you always wanted to be, do or have, or there's a certain energy and you left it, then the first original abandonment actually came from you and not from your parents. And so inside of that is the deepest, and I've been a part of medicine journeys. I've been a part of some deep, deep stuff, 15 days in the dark, 10 day silent retreats, master of spiritual psychology. I've been, I've done a lot of stuff, a lot of work. I have never been a part of or facilitated anything as deep as the containers that cultivate genuine play and genuine joy. So what my commitment is, I'm willing to be whoever I need to be, to channel whatever I need to channel and go wherever I need to go as a facilitator and my staff to facilitate your natural state arising. So whatever wants to come out, the trauma, the this, the my dad raped me, my, my mom left me, all the stuff comes out, but because people feel so safe, this is what attract this is what's attracting the guy that's worth five hundred million dollars that's seen me drum at a party and says, I want that. I'm like, what you want me to teach you how to drum? No, I want what's inside of you that has you be so free in front of a room full of people without a care in the world. I overcompensate and I didn't even know who the guy was. All of a sudden he shows up. I'm like, oh, you own that company? That's crazy. I didn't even know that. And it happened with a billionaire too. And I'm like, so I'm noticing that the safety and the opportunity to genuinely play, genuinely express, genuinely experience joy from the state of the little kid is attracting some really powerful minds that want to operate from their full self and not even 90% or 45%, but they got all this stuff on the outside. So it's a special, special, special environment that I'm very excited that I've been called to lead and facilitate and support other powerful leaders to step into their next evolution with a level of power they never knew existed. What was your relationship with play like growing up personally? And how is that, like how have you returned to this, that space of innocence and playing from, not from escaping, but from the, this is your essence, the truth of who you are and letting that be the expression. Like, can you take us through that journey 
for what it's looked like for you? I got kicked out of every school I was a part of. But why though? Student disrupting class. But why? Student singing. Student drumming on the desk. My mom never got the hint that that was expression wanting to come out. And I never got the hint that I was to actually fucking shut up. So I got into so much trouble. I got put into bad schools. I went in and out of juvenile and I was breaking into cars, breaking into houses because that was the ripple effect of my expression being trying to be suppressed by everybody else around me. I graduated third from the bottom. I was a special education student because I gave up trying to express myself. So what's the point of even trying? So there was a part of me who was hard-headed in my house. Hard-headed meant I didn't listen to my mom or my dad. So hard-headed now means I protected myself of my own sovereignty. So I didn't get indoctrinated by a lot of stuff that, pe- that, in, that like domesticate people in school. It only got me afterwards because I never, I never got in. I was like, for some reason, I feel like I'm not supposed to be in these walls where I can't, I feel like I need to be learning outside. So I went on this journey of, I left the things that I loved. I love to run. I love to draw. I love to dance. And those, but this is as a kid, this is where I was the most joyful in and out of juvenile, in and out of jail, and couldn't figure out. There was like, we can't get this guy straight. And when I abandoned the parts of me that made me the most happy, the most joyful, that's when I was in the most lost of my life. Just going from girl's house to girl's house to couch to couch all the talent in the world, but I couldn't understand how to transmute that energy than anywhere other than sex or destruction. But what that was, you would see, oh, he's a male whore or he's a, what it was, was a little kid who never got a chance to fully express himself. You got to get the puzzle pieces out of the box first before you can put them together. I This was years of stuffing down my natural self-expression. And it wasn't until I was in prison serving a 12-year sentence for smuggling drugs from one country to another. And I'm serving a 12-year sentence. And that's when I discovered what happened in my whole life life. We were watching Shawshank Redemption, uh, which is a movie that's based out of prison. And Anthony Dufresne said, they can take anything they want away from me, but they can't take away my mind. And it was in that moment right there. Boom. That was in 2000. I was already in prison for, for, for two, two years serving a 12 year sentence before this Thing came into my mind and I was like they can't take away my mind oh my god I've given my mind away 
I know why I'm in prison. Because when I was outside free, I used to say, I feel like I'm so far away from where I'm supposed to be. Like I'm in prison inside of my own body. And I manifested being so far away from where I'm supposed to be in prison in France. So I said, if I can think myself in prison, well, in that case, I am a free man. What would a free man do? And the second I asked myself that question, a voice inside said, Garen, everything that you used to love to do as a kid that made you happy. And I said, what made me happy? What made me happy? It's like, I used to love to draw. So I started drawing on my own mirror. And I was like, this, this is what brought joy to me. I'm drawing, I'm drawing portraits of other people's families. Somebody said, man, every time you sing, it makes me feel free. So I just started singing, but I was already free. I was singing from my overflowed cup. So I was already free inside of my own body, making him feel free. And then a little voice inside says, Garen, run. You love to run, but nobody else was running outside one hour in the morning, two hours in the afternoon. So I was like, man, but nobody else is running. I saw fights. I saw drug deals. I saw stabbings. Run? So one day I just started running. Running is a portal for me. That is my moving meditation. Every time I wake up in the morning, 4.30 a.m., I go run. That's where all my downloads come through. But you, you, you can't see the picture while you're in the frame. So while I was in the frame of my life back then, I was just unaware. So I start running. 30 days, 60 inmates were running with me. Less fights, less drug deals, less stabbings. And there was a point where... I was doing everything that I loved as a child. And I just want to make it note what brought me the most joy as a child. And I was just doing it, doing it, and doing it. And just like when a baby is getting up, falling down, getting up, falling down to learn balance, the balance of joy state literally clicked. And that's when I felt free. The difference between fighting for freedom, president can't take away your freedom, society can't, left or right can't, and the people are fighting for the wrong things because they're fighting for something that only they can give to themselves. So in losing my freedom, I discovered my freedom. And when I felt free, magically, out of nowhere, they called me into the office, thought I was going to get in trouble, and I didn't know what for. They said, Jones, we retested the drugs, which they had already tested the drugs three times. I got popped for 6.2 kilos of heroin. We retested the drugs. 90% was fake. And for the amount that was real, you've already done the time. You're free to go home. This was my introduction. But at that time, I didn't know what that was. So I'm like, oh, I'm so lucky. <laughs> it wasn't until eight years later when I started doing personal development that I started being able to connect the dots looking backwards and extracting all the lessons. They said, leave the past in the past. Not if you didn't get the lessons because your future will become a recreation of your past. Right, right. So, and I was like, that's why I got out of prison because I gave myself the key of my natural state. Mm -hmm. And it was too big for the womb of prison. And when the baby is too big for the womb, what is once produced on the inside 
is produced on the outside called birth. So in the womb of prison, I was too big for my physical body, which spilled over into the inmates that started running and painting and drawing. And that value creation built up and elevated the consciousness of the other people and of the guards and everything, less fights, less drug deals, less stabbing, too big for the space. So what was once produced on the inside, birth, freedom, free Garen on the outside. And that was the moment right there. It's this coming home. It's like a coming home journey to who you've, who you were before you were told who to be. Or you learned who you were supposed to be. Yes. That's the artist. That's what I call the artist. So my company is Artist Power Collective. So the artist is the little kid before life lifed you with all the passion, the fearlessness, the energy. And when you can tap into that kid, it unlocks a power. It's the power of the infinite, it's the power of co-creation, power of God, power of ancestral lineage, power of, of nature. And you now, you're no, you're no longer alone. You're with one that has created everything. So my retreats is about teaching people how to come back home to who their soul knows who they've always been. You're creating a grid of light, my friend, a grid of light. I mean, just I'm seeing a planet and all the little lights just coming on. It's, it's so, so beautiful. You know, I was on TikTok today and I saw this video of this guy and he said he had these two lighters and he flicked both of them on and he showed the flame coming out of these lighters. And then he put, and he said, these are human beings. And he put one lighter in a cup and he started to fill the cup up with water. And he was like, this is when life lifes, right? This is anxiety. This is depression. This is when your parents get a divorce. And this is when you get your heart broken. This is when somebody tells you that you're not good enough, right? All of the things that happen and the water just keeps filling up and the, the lighter's in the cup. And then he takes the lighter out of the cup and he tries to flick it on and the, the flame doesn't come on. And then he takes the other lighter and he says, but those of us who still have our flame, that still have our light, we are the ones that can reignite that in others. And it, he put it up against this, this burned out lighter and it, the light came back on. And that's what I see you doing. And I, I, it's, you're reigniting that for people. You're reminding people of who they've always been, but they've just forgotten. And I think so many of us are so far away from that little kid. I know I was a couple years ago. I was actually on retreat with Christine uh, Hassler and Stephanos uh, in Maui. And that was, that was my coming home moment. Um, that was the beginning of, of my, my journey and, and remembering uh, my power and, and learning how to start to access that again and play in that uh, with that essence. And it's a relearning too. It's an unlearning <laughs> and a remembering. And I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but like for me, and I, I want to say this for those that might be listening and have had similar experiences, 
it's not uncommon once you've remembered and you're like, okay, I've come back home to myself and I, I remember who I am and this feels true. Like this is true. This is before, you know, before I forgot, but then we forget again. (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) Then we forget. (laughs) That's the hard part. (laughs) You forget again. And it's like, the metamorphosis of the butterfly. It's a it's a it's a worm, and then all of a sudden it goes into this dark place, and in the dark place, the cocoon, it doesn't recognize with the worm or the butterfly, and then all of a sudden that's where most of the growth happens, and then flight takes place. But in the human context, if you want to keep evolving, you must be that worm again. Like the, whatever flight you is, is the next level worm. The top of one mountain is the bottom of the next. And so there's going to be a moment where you go back into that dark place again. And then you go through it. And then all of a sudden there's a boom. And then you go through and But if you want to, and the essence of life is growth. So if you want to keep evolving like the trees, the birds, the animals, See, they have no choice, so they're going to grow to their max. Bird is going to fly as high as possible. Trees are going to grow as much food as possible. We've been given the dignity of choice, so you know what we do? I don't feel like working out today. I don't want to go to this. I'm stuck, and even though I have the money, I don't want to go to Garen's leadership course, and I struggle with leadership. I don't feel like it. I'd rather buy these red-bottom shoes. I'd rather buy this car part right here. This is what people, this is the thinking. And so what it does is it caps us from our true evolution because of the dignity of choice. And what if I choose to evolve into my fullest? Why, why not earn all you can? Why not? Why not build, make the biggest impact that you can? What if that was your purpose? People are like, oh, save the kids in Africa. And da, da, da. What if your purpose was to be your fullest expression and sustain that throughout your physical life? Do you think that would be the person that could do this stuff in Africa, that can own the businesses? 100%. Because whatever the health of the seed determines the growth of the tree and the fruit that it produces. Your life and the results of your life is the fruit. But if evolution and you committed to that, to go anywhere and everywhere, I would love to see a world where people are like, yo, man, what you on? Look, I'm on this growth right now. (laughs) What are you high on? You have no idea. Let me tell you. (laughs) Right now. And it would be a different conversation. And I don't oh, know. I love that. I don't know if this lifetime we will get to the whole entire planet. However, I'm committed to my very last breath and at least planting as many seeds as possible. And seeds don't grow overnight. Only thing that grows overnight are weeds. So I'm down for the harvest of 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 my my kids, my daughter's soul. And then her kids and her kids benefiting from the seeds that are planted while I'm here on this earth. And y'all's kids, if you choose to have them. 
and so that that's where the the passion and the the desire comes from and i, I briefly want to share this because i didn't come back to this another one of my roles is to work with women and i'll tell you why because in another journey i had i was like why is it that all of these powerful women they come to me in flocks they want to learn and what it was revealed to me they say garen because you present yourself you you represent a different kind of masculine that they're that that they're used to you harness the feminine and the masculine and you're a bridge between both worlds so the 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 women the the leaders who come to learn from you is also healing the masculine inside of them and it allows them to not have to use come up in a man's world using unhealthy masculine power it's this fully embodied cultivated divine masculine and feminine alchemized power and that's what you hold and i was like so what's my work with men it was like you're teaching them how to treat women by how they treat you because see i was raised by all women so it's a boy raised by wolves so they let me in because i look like them and then they're like oh man there's something different about you i respect you all of a sudden their relationship with their wife change and i'm like okay got it i accept i accept i accept that the original kings were actually freaking women and then they saw the power that women had and they said no that's way more than we can do so what we're going to do is we're going to label them a queen and they're going to code lower denomination frequencies even encoded in that word because by nature by nature there was nature system and then man's like no we're going to create man system so right now our world is running off a man system and we're fucked and that's why this this person wants to be this person this wants to it's because it's not aligned with the original system so my role is to restore nature system. That's it. And if you want to change the world, you don't change the men. You actually work with the women. You heal the womb, they give birth to the man. Womb, man. And I said, I got it. I accept fully. Wow, my friend. Um, I want to know all of, so you've become a student many, many, many times in your life and you've studied some of the, I want to know who you have committed to becoming a student to and who you've really um, tapped in on this journey and who's been really impactful for you. I'm a part of a $500,000 a year mastermind and the level of thinking in there, it's not a one person, it's a body of people. And I started with a letter, like a $25,000 mastermind. Then I went up to a hundred thousand dollars and I was like, yo, I'm sitting at the table with the owner of the Cincinnati Reds and on it was like I was hearing and the frequency of thinking was way different. And I grow faster through groups, through communities. So I was like, so what's what's that for me? And so I did the throw up thing and I was like, okay, I, this money, I'm going to invest it anyways. I, I invested last year in like several houses. What if I invested in this house, this home, the welcome home? What if I invested it in this home? Now it's not the return on income 
Now the ROI is return on impact. So I decided to do that. If LeBron James is doing it, if Tom Brady is doing it, and I'm watching what they're doing in their longevity, what's it like if I invest 700, 700K in my personal growth? So what am I going to do? Be around a body of people that I can learn from and we can learn from each other. And where flowers that grow together grow much faster together than they do by themselves. So I intentionally put myself in a group where I was the smallest in, in a specific area. When it comes to the spirit, like the spirit life, I know I'm up there with some of the best. But when it comes to like business and entrepreneurship and things like that and like weaving all of them, I'm in fifth grade inside of this group and there are scholars inside of this group and I'm learning and I'm an, I apply like it's nobody's business, but I also give and life gives to the giver as well. So I'm learning from the masterminds that I'm in while studying my one-year-old daughter who has brought me so deep into the things that I try to escape, into the things I try to justify and make excuses about, but I can't do it with her. I can, but I choose not to because I'm leaning all the way into fatherhood and the magic that is curating in this level of fatherhood at this time of my life I'm not missing a beat when it comes to the lessons and I'm applying everything. So between my daughter having an extremely powerful wife who's very structured and I'm not structured like that. So we're, but it's man, once you can get on the same playing field, that's where exponential growth comes from inside of that container. So my marriage, my baby, this this uh, high-level mastermind container, which everything I learned from there, I put inside of my containers. So my leadership group, 15 and 20, they're paying 15K, they're paying 25K or 40K for this container. I'm taking from this container and feeding it right to them along with the magic that I bring. So the information is just being funneled and I'm watching people pop, pop. And they were already popping, but there's another level to popping. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it just gets filtered. Mm -hmm. It's a trickle down effect. And that I think what I want people to take from what you just said, Garen, is that you, you have not, you don't consider yourself to have arrived as much success as you have, you're not like, Oh, I know it all. And I've got, you know, I'm just going to do what works for me. It's like, there is a, you double triple down on being the student, even where you are. And so what I want people listening to this to hear is that like, even if you're at the beginning of that and you're trying to get over the hump of that initial investment in yourself, you're listening to one of the best in the game right now. That's like, this is my top priority is investing in myself still. And I don't know if there will be a time where 
I know for me, like that we grow out of that. Because for me, I know that when I get away from the fire, when I get away from other, like being in community, having a coach, having mentors, that I get stale. It's like the seed that is trying to thrive off of being watered last year, right? And I'm dry now, right? So it's part about of staying in the in proximity with people that are doing the work. And go ahead. You're you're saying exactly what this gentleman that I connected with. At the top of the call, you're saying almost word for word what he shared. And he said, that's what I want. And this dude has inspired millions. I mean, top, top. This guy is going to be at my next retreat in the in the, in the leadership program. He was like that because I, there's no level of success that can give me what I feel when I'm in a container with people and there's healing happening, he was like, I want to, that's what I want to bring to the world. He was like, and I want to learn that. And I was like, bro, let's do it. Let's, but it, it doesn't surprise me because I had to accept that part of myself in order to even be on the same wavelength to even hold space for that level of capacity. And my role is not to be the biggest superstar. My role is to whisper great and powerful secrets into the most powerful people's ears and harness a different caliber of leadership so that they go out into their own things and then they 10X whatever they're doing, they 10X their impact, which if you do that, you're gonna 10X your revenue anyways. So you 10X your impact and that is, that's my role here. And that's what I wanna do, that's what I'm committed to do. Damn. Well, you've done it here yet again. <laughs> I know you have. And I know that everybody listening to this is, is, uh, is better for it. Um, I know I am. And um, I'm just curious as a kind of to wrap this up. Two questions. One, what is the biggest lesson fatherhood has taught you? <laughs> and how does that um how does being a father change or expand what it means to be a leader the biggest lesson was whatever your insecurities are you will energetically pass them on to your children and there's a lot of people changing themselves changing their faces changing their looks and everything and don't realize, and because I do a lot of transformation in, 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 in healing work, and so I'm hearing these conversations of the aftermath of what happens when somebody is insecure inside of their own body, and then what's happening with their kids, and then I work with them, then all of a sudden they develop this embodied confidence, and then how, without them saying one word to their kids, their kid's behavior starts shaping and shifting because mama's nervous system is connected to baby's nervous system. 
And so the household's nervous system is connect, connected to the family dynamics nervous system. So I have naturally coarse hair. And I grew up in a household where my mom made it seem as though having nappy hair was a bad thing. So she used to always perm my hair. She's like, your hair is so nappy. And she would perm it straight. And I'm like, that's not my natural hair. And she'd always do that. And so I grew up with this insecurity. I hope that whenever I have kids, that they won't have nappy hair because I hadn't yet learned how to accept mine. But then I accepted it. But then when my daughter's soul was born, I was like looking, she's got, she's got red hair. She's like fiery red hair, curly hair and blue eyes. And she looks like me and she's got a personality like me and her mom. But then there was a patch in the back of her hair that was slightly rough. And deep in the crevice of my mind, I said, her hair doesn't end up like mine. And I caught it. I was like, whoa. So because I'm always learning, I was like, what's the lesson? Oh my goodness. I can see why I had insecurities because I took on my mom's insecurities. I took on my dad's insecurities. So I learned to deal with that part of me, that insecure part of me, and learn to love myself and love my hair, like fully, wherever it was inside of there. But it was the kid that I hadn't dealt with that heard all these things. So I dealt with that. And it allowed me to truly be fully present when I was with my daughter, Soul. And whatever her hair comes out to be, I love it and I appreciate it as God's creation and it gets to be how it is supposed to be without me putting off any unconscious energy. And I'm like, no. So if there's anything inside of me to work on, I don't get to pass that on to my kids. They get to have their own thing, but not carry the weight of my stuff. That's the, that's, that's the one of the biggest lessons. And leadership. If you cannot lead yourself, you cannot lead a household. If you cannot lead a household, you cannot effectively lead a household in business because you will be utilizing the tools that you use at home. And you might have a system that is really good, but for the longevity of things, Longevity, longevity system will only last as long as the, the marketplace. It's like an iPhone one will only last so much until they need to get rid of the camera, get rid of the buttons, get rid of the processing speed, and then hire and fire and do all this other stuff, iPhone two. So your leadership system determines the longevity and the sustainability of your money, your sex life, your intimacy life, your your relationship life, your business life. And so you must start with yourself and not skip steps because it's always going to come back to get you. And you're going to wonder why. How did my business fall 
And where did this money go? Because I didn't know how to lead my portfolio in a certain way because I never learned the skill set of how to lead my family in a certain way, which comes from the skill set of the discipline that I don't have in myself to be able to lead myself in a certain way. Wherever you go, there you are. You can't hide from yourself because it will find you in whatever genre you try to overcompensate it. That's how important leadership is. So I'm curious because I've been talking to so many people recently about their their uh, vision for this new year. I mean, everybody's kind of wrapping up this last quarter. They're they're getting into the holiday season. They're talking about going into this new year and, and creating this picture for themselves, this vision for themselves. And I'm curious what that process looks like for you, because I, I know there's a lot of people that use a lot of different processes when it comes to manifestation, visualization, and you know, creating that picture and, and magnetizing yourself towards that. But it feels like in this conversation that I feel like you have a greater picture, but I feel like you live so close to right now that you don't go there that off. I don't know. I'm curious about this. What does that look like for you? You can't hit a target you don't have. Mm -hmm. Amen. But I don't live from year to year. Mm -hmm. I live from five years to five years. Mm -hmm. Okay. So people are like, well, this year is going to be my year. This year is going to be my year. This year is going to be what? Every year is my year. And so I don't get caught up in the in the allowing a, so many dates to determine how I show up. It's like Thanksgiving, then I'm gonna start really calling my family. No, I call my family year round. I connect with my family and give thanks. Oh, Valentine's Day. Oh, I'm gonna really pour on the child. I was like, no, nah, man, Valentine's Day, my wife, she, she, she fills it, you know? Because I don't allow myself to be controlled by dates, which human created. So what I do is I just use that matrix and I just, I top it. I, I hack into every matrix that's just been put on me. So I'm like, okay, you say, okay, you got to do year to year. Okay. Well, I'm gonna go five years. So my five year, the, the five year plan, I'm going from three years back and I've got two more years but I completed my five year plan within three years. So we're, we're, we're now on the bonus time. And then after the two years, I'll create another five year. And I don't, I don't celebrate January 1st. Like it's happy. No, I don't even celebrate it. It's like, people are like, what are you going to do? I'm like, to work on my stuff. And cause I, so I have this philosophy called now year. Happy now year at any moment you can make that resolve right now. So therefore I don't get caught up in dates and hype. And that's when you get caught up and they create this sheep like mentality. And that's the same thing. They bring up this stuff on COVID and they bring this stuff and all of a sudden people are like, Oh my God, Oh my God. And they run to all these dates and you gotta, and, and I'm just like, hold on person who loves puzzles. I can clearly see, I actually don't want to play this game. So I'll just play my own game. And I guess that's the hard head in me who didn't listen when I was a little kid who decided to create a world that I actually love living in. 
and I don't want to, even though I've, I, I get to live in this world, I get to create a world inside of this world that I actually love living in. So my plan is I'm, I'm going on the fourth year of a five-year plan and we just roll right through. We roll right through because it's, and that's what keeps me going. And that's what keeps the sustain, sustainability going because my, my, I'm operating off of a different stimulus. So at the end of the year, my business doesn't go like this because people are like, oh my God, and wait, and it's because New Year and then December, things like that. So I create certain things where I start things in December. And anytime you start something new, there's that new energy. So anything that will drop in a certain business, this new thing will make up. So that's why we're doing the the leadership program, the retreat, and all this other stuff here later on in this part of the year. And now people are like really excited, like new kids with a toy and what that'll do. That that This retreat alone, this mastermind retreat alone will generate seven figures in, within three months of, of the, the sales and things like that. And that'll be during this time. This will drop, this equals out but this is all part of a, a five-year thing because so I'm operating from five years. I, I'm not, I don't see this, this calendar. I see this calendar and it allows me to see certain patterns and sequences that if you're operating here that you won't see. Though I'm in the present, the power is coming from the Pacific Ocean, not the rivers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is it's like it's like working. I think of it in your business, like working in your business versus working on your business, right? That when you are casting a vision, that's the casting of the net for the five years, and then the day to day is I'm in it, and I know what my focus is, where to put my focus and my attention, and then it's we're rolling through, right? Does the do you have any structure though when you do zoom out when the five years, you know, when you come up on that five year mark for casting vision and setting goals and setting that that con- that new container for yourself when you're setting the next five year? This will be my first iteration of the five years, but this is I'm watching what is ha- what has happened. I'm like, holy crap! If I would have done this one year thing. There's no possible way that would have been the level of depth that this has happened, but I was just operating operating from a deeper field. So when it comes up on that, me and my team are going to have a plan and I'll be able to answer that question, but we just haven't got there yet. Because five years ago, I didn't have Artist Power Collective. I didn't have Awaken the Artist Within Retreats. I didn't have those things. However, I knew that by a certain time, We'd be doing this and we'd be doing this. So what I did is when Artist Power came and then I pitched a vision to my team, I was like, I see us in a Coliseum, 70,000 people and the way music, music artists tour, I'm touring with my lead coaches and we're in the Coliseum and everybody's earning like crazy money. And the question you get to ask yourself is you wanna do this alone or do you want to be a part of a, a rocket that's already in another planet? And by the time we build this hundred 
$50 million conglomerate in the next three, four years, anything you do on your own, you get to actually name your price and you get to 10X anything. And they're like, oh, I'm down. Where are we going? Let's go. So the vision, the community, the culture is constantly talked about. And I'm living with that vision and I'm creating with that vision. We're about to release the subscription model, which is the Artist Power Collective. And then inside of the collective, there are people that are really skilled and there's somebody that just came aboard today is gonna be my community manager. And because I've been in leadership for so long, I can see all the behaviors that work well. I've been on winning teams my whole life and I've been on one losing team. So I saw the difference between the losing team and the winning team that won championships. And that had to do with the, the community, the culture, the system for sustainability and the caliber of leaders who are leading the other leaders that's creating the systems and formulas for everyone else. This is we're coming back into each other's experience for a reason, my friend. I, I know a, we'll have to have you back on when the five year plan is is being reinstated, so we can hear an update because you're doing so much incredible work. Thank you, Jessica. This is why I wanted you to come because I knew what I, I knew who I was inviting and to what even before it happened because that was my first one, and I was like, man, Jessica. Hundred percent, and no personalities. Yeah, yeah. Well, Garen, thank you for your time. How can people learn more about what you're doing, about your retreats, about the collective? Like, where can they go find more information about you, and how can they get involved? Um, so, you can go to my website, which is GarenJones.com. G-A-R-R-A-I-N Jones.com. Um, Instagram, Garen.Jones. Um, my, um, my leadership program, which is, this one's, this one's high level, is it starts in January and it's an interview process. So I've had to turn away several people. There's certain personalities I'm only bringing in there, but taking 15 to 20 people, that is a 90 day learning the skill sets of high level coaching, speaking, um, uh, facilitating and like really embodiment and intuition, something that makes somebody like a well, whole, holistic leader uh, in 90 days. And then after that, we're doing a retreat in Tulum, which is in March. And for anybody who does the third tier, which is a four to six hour deep dive, me, you, your business is a business facilitation, working on Ascension plans and all of the stuff to create the community and culture to like really give your, give your business a whole next level. So that's coming up and the next retreat, uh, awaken the artist within is in April. And I just got tons of stuff online. My book, change your mindset, change your life is, uh, is on Amazon. And we just got a lot of really cool things. Ultimately, I want to see you win. I want to see you win big. And I want to see you win big in a way that doesn't cause stress to your nervous system and it's peaceful at night. When you go to sleep, it's like peaceful and it's calm and you don't have to force yourself into this crazy atmosphere. That is my role in each and every one of your lives. So if that's something that you feel the fire in your belly, do not hesitate to reach out to me. 
because I am 100% confident I can support you in optimizing a holistic version of you that is on fire for life that matches your business and everything else. And so I want to say that, but I want to leave you ladies with this. Thank you for the work that you're doing in the world, for the power and the essence that you generate, for doing whatever you had to do to create the level of success that you did. I'm an ally. I am a brother. I am a trusted uh, resource that you can call upon. Big time ally, big time ally, safe person. And thank you for creating this, um, this space so that stories like mine and voices like mine have wings. And I just admire and acknowledge your bravery for creating it's our this. greatest pleasure. Yes. Thank you. Received. And um, I know Jess and I both would, she would say the same thing in saying that we uh, mirror the, the, the love and the support and yeah, you're welcome back anytime on this show, my friend, new friend and excited, excited to watch um, what you do. I'm, I'm, I'm looking to get on one of those retreats myself. I want to go play. I want to go tap in. I want to go be an artist. <laughs> Karen, I can't tell you how grateful I am for this conversation. I think one of the things that I wrote down that I'm taking away um, is you, with all of the practices that you shared in the beginning, and a lot of those practices, I think, can sometimes be a little bit intimidating or like 4.30 in the morning, jumping into a ice bath right after running 10 miles. I mean, like the way that you, the reasoning behind it, I wrote this down. It was so, and it's like ringing in my head. You'll have more of yourself than the world has of you. And I haven't felt that way in a long time. I have felt like I have, I'm at this house that has its doors and windows open and people have their hands in and they're and my energy has been given and given and given and given and given in so many ways. And I haven't fully harnessed that ability to have more of myself than the world has of me. And, and a lot of those practices that you mentioned, it's not that I, cause I am up for a challenge. I'll, I'll, do whatever. Like I, I'm a student yet. There has to be a reason behind me getting up at four 30 in the morning, running 10 miles and jumping into a ice cold bath. Like I, there, you got to give me a good reason. on that. <laughs> that my friend was a reason that I was like, Oh, I didn't know he was going to say that, or that was going to hit in that way, or that was going to be something that I have been needing. Like it, but I brought, it brought tears to my eyes multiple times in this conversation and chills in my body where I was like, oh, what would that feel like to have more of myself than the world has of me? What would it feel like to be able to harness that chi and that energy and, and to be able to show up in the world and be able to give what I'm meant to give because I have more of me than the external world has. And so I say thank you from a, a different space of thank you. It's a, it's a very deep, and meaningful and like there's tears coming to my eyes and and my heart is like is so full but in a different way 
than, you know, just getting all excited after a really great conversation and walking out of the door and going living my life. Like this one hit where I have to, I need to sit and really process that and, and what that feels like and means. And I'm just really grateful for the conversation and the words and the, where we ended up going in this that arrived to that. Cause that's going to be a, a beautiful um, rebirth and, and a new version of me that's going to come out of this conversation because of being able to frame everything that you just said through that lens. So thank you, my friend. Uh, you have no idea the ripple effect that you're going to have because of this conversation. You're, you're more than welcome. And I am so excited to, for us to revisit this conversation because I am more than honored and grateful to support you in that arena because this is my this is a happy place this is i get joy from this this i don't lose energy especially whispering great secrets in powerful leaders ears we're all right where we're meant to be right now i have that feeling so you guys if you're feeling it too on the other side of these these microphones and these cameras then you know what to do my friends um take this wisdom and don't just let it go in one ear and out the other let it land let it um, resonate and go apply it in whatever form and way you need and you know what that looks like for you um i know jess and i will do the same and um please share this please share it with a friend let us know what you took away. We would love to support you in your journey. Connect with Garen on social and all of the places that he told you where to go will be in the show notes to make it super, super easy for you guys to continue that conversation and to stay connected to him and to Jess and I and everything that we have going on. Um, we love you. We appreciate you. Thank you for being coachable and being a student of life with us. Uh, we're all here to just grow and to learn and to get better together. And that's what we're doing. We thank you. See you next week on the Coachable Podcast, you guys.